Build or I like okay, that topic. That's kind of fun too. <laughs> like What's baby? the age that you will voluntarily hold someone's baby? Like how old is like their do they baby? have like, to, yeah. like offer to yeah. hold a baby? Or? Like if if a if a parent is like here's my one week old, I would be like absolutely oh, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm the, not the doing soft that. head stage is, mm-hmm. is what makes me really nervous, yeah. and that lasts like I, I believe like six weeks, almost. like a while, right? yeah, six that would to eight scare weeks. me so. And I'm like, much. well, if I drop your baby during this like critical mass period, like I could forever ruin his or her like right. profile. Sarah, <laughs> like, so know? if you're listening, don't hand us the baby. No, give us the baby. Don't give us the baby. I mean, I just get stressed out by that like it's a risk reward thing babies are cute don't no yeah wrong. but what but what like am i gaining drop, <laughs> yeah like what like oh what's I'm the, pro, to what's the, the kid, pro and con but if situation? i drop your kid that's horrible like oh. that's the, so the con bad. the con of the of the misstep far <laughs> really outweighs, outweighs stuff. Yeah. no it truly does i didn't hold truly. my niece when i went back to visit in december because she was a month and a half old and oh. they have no immune system at that yeah. point. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I had yeah, been yeah. traveling. Oh, yeah. I flew from JFK to Seattle and was in Seattle for like 72 or 48 hours. And then I flew to California to see my family. And my sister was like, oh, yeah, do you want to hold my hold uh, hold uh, Chloe, my my newborn niece? And I was like, no, I don't want to breathe on her. Right. Like, not for oh, that's, a day. That's, yeah. She wasn't like vaccinated yet. Because they can't. Right, yeah, right, right. right. So but young. they were yeah. willing she was willing. Well, my sister trusts me like way too much. I was like, well, I have had like a bajillion shots at this point. Right, but right. I can't control all of the other risk factors Absolutely. between all the airports I had just yeah, been through. Yeah. So when my sister was like, here, hold Chloe. I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm not going to be <laughs> responsible for giving your baby some no, that's, horrible that's super trash smart. disease from New York. So, Oh my God. Trash, <laughs> trash rat, train. Hey, I don't know. Hey, no. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it could be taken as like trash, literal. like a bad disease yeah, or like literal trash. trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I won't. My brother's like, we went back to California to visit my nephew, and he was like, We're meeting outside. Yeah. You have to be six feet away yeah. at all times. Like, don't even touch the slice of pizza that I'm going to go for. And I'm like, Okay. I don't know. Like, I, I can't imagine having a kid. It's yeah. weird when, like, people my age have children. I yeah. just get weirded out by it because I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel necessary. Most of my friends yeah, are, on so their child. Sec- are on their second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. But, like, yeah. a lot of my friends are it on their the second time. kid, too. And I'm like, how are you doing <laughs> oh, that? Right. That's how well, I feel. I could show you some charts after <laughs> that. Uh, <yeah. laughs> Was there a week of school that you missed? If you really yeah. want to know. <laughs> I've got some graphics. Maybe TikTok can help. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like the yeah, you really want to screw up your algorithm? No. Let's talk parenting on TikTok. Do you want to? Should we talk about what you actually wanted us to talk about? We're already started. We're fucking into it. Have we been recording? Yeah, we're recording. But like, did you want us to talk about like weightlifting? Because I also like. Yeah, I do want to talk about it. Baby is very quickly on the weightlifting. No, a good way to get stronger. Your baby grows, and you carry it up. I mean, there are so many. I'm sure videos on TikTok of moms with their babies doing at home workouts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if your baby's like 20 to 30 pounds, like that's a significant amount of resistance. Yeah, it's you know? great. And then yeah. it's like the progressive <laughs> overload. Your child is uh, at those ages growing pretty rapidly, Absolutely. and like every two weeks, you're throwing five pounds. That onto to that me seems squat. like a, a solid workout plan. Like your baby is engaged <laughs> yeah. and taken care of, and you are multitasking. Yeah, which I'm like that. I, it does sound I would do fun that. for the child, or like, or with a dog. Yeah, I've seen I feel like, like dogs. Pets, pets would be less intrigued. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Parents love it when you compare their child to a dog. No, I didn't mean that. I was <laughs> I've just... avoided that this whole conversation on purpose. They lo- they lo- it's the same thing. <laughs> There's no difference. That's another funny TikTok. I think having like... a pet is similar to having a child. Oh, here we go. No? It's, it's a good onboarding ramp. I I've never argue, had a pet it's... or a child, yeah. so I am not qualified to It's the to JV of, of taking go. care of another It's like yeah. the middle individual. school team of uh, having yeah. a Do you guys have pets? Neither do I. My parents have do- a dog. I grew up with dogs. Sometimes. I grew up with dogs. Okay. Yeah. What Which about is... Cecilia? No. no. No pets growing up? She had a rabbit. Oh, that's oh. nice. Big, big eared rabbit. Oh. Which are cute. That's that really cute. Super cute. That's really precious. I think it was called Buns. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's <laughs> a good name. <laughs> is it? Love I feel like a rabbit's Senior a buns. low maintenance pet, right? You'd be surprised. <sighs> really? You'd be surprised. They do. I had a ferret in college, which was a higher maintenance pet. Um, okay. But rabbits. <laughs> Apparently, it's a cut below a ferret. Okay, okay, you had a ferret and in college. I need more details oh, about Oh, good God. The quick 10-second story is I was an irresponsible freshman. Okay. And a friend of mine was like, let's just go hang out with some baby ferrets. I was like, oh, awesome. I thought it was like in a field. They're just nope, native we, to they, Massachusetts? No, this is in Michigan. <laughs> oh, we went okay. to a pet store to hang out oh, with them. God. And then she proceeded to convince me that we were going to do part ownership. Of the ferret. Mm. Oh, God. It would be spent 50, 50% in her dorm room, 50% mm-hmm. in my dorm mm-hmm. room, which became 100% in, in my yours. dorm room. Of course. And so my um, roommate, yeah. Chris Mead, if you're listening, my apologies, oh my God. Uh, had to put up with a ferret in a dorm room that's the size of this podcast room. Oh, my that's God. Rough. Do Do ferrets have a cage? How does it work? They have a cage, but they're very intelligent. They so roam I, he would break out. Ooh. consistently whoa yeah That's no matter impressive. what i did he would find a way out of the cage okay what was his name uh kitty <laughs> what <laughs> you got the wrong animal <laughs> sweetie i didn't say <laughs> anything about this was intelligent <laughs> the whole story led to that i want to meet this thir- 20 Dave. years ago <laughs> i know this 20 years ago dave sounds oh, fun that oh. sounds wild times oh yeah that sounds dave fathered a kitty the ferret that's I the right way that for that story to end <laughs> yeah. like yeah there truly. isn't a better name that you could have given us what happened to kitty Did- um brought them home to my parents and they the next day, Kitty broke out of their cage, Aww. as 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 they did. Or that's what they told yeah, that's you. That's what they no, they I'm, definitely I'm just, did. Yeah, I'm just and kidding. my dad was reading the paper, and Kitty decided to. He loved to crawl up on oh shoulders. Oh my god! Oh no! So he jumped on my dad's shoulder, that and that was me. that yeah. was it. That was it. The for next Kitty. day, they found a they found a guy with like six ferrets and. Yeah, Kitty, oh, Kitty went to a, a fair farm. At least they had Dave, I feel ferrets. like you're one minute away from being the guy with six ferrets. <laughs> 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 like had uh, had Kitty, you know, like needed to hang out in the dorm room a little longer. <laughs> thanks for that. That's that story, it. yeah, that life, uh, <laughs> yeah. like the multiverse <laughs> right. of yes. this. Yes. If you this would just how I turned saw this day going. to the right. Story again. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Okay. So lifting. Heavy, heavy weight lift. No, I would have done. No need to go back. To well, no, we're gonna I do. Like we're it. gonna do a fer- ferret fitness <laughs> routine, like a goat yoga. Goat yoga oh sounds so that good. seems yeah. weird to me. I don't want anything jumping or frolicking around as I do yoga. I, I don't like to yuck anyone's yum. Okay, if, all right. If, yeah, if, I was just saying if, I don't. If you are into goat yoga, at Sasha, <laughs> right now. Invite me. Know. I'll come. I'll come. I'll do it. Okay. I'll do one anything once. Um, okay, so we're not talking about weightlifting anymore. <laughs> I think that we should just take a poll of all the runners in the room and whether they incorporate strength training. 
That'd be a fun. And, and we're going to introduce sh- our guest as, as a way to do that. So yeah. you go ahead. You oh, start. Okay. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was introducing or talking. You're going to, uh, you're going to talk. And then, okay. Introduce. Okay, great. Um, no pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure. Anytime. I like that all the pressure gets put on you. I love most, that. Most yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, y- yes, I strength train. Uh, that's where my background started. Um, <clears throat> I, unlike the legendary Tim Rossi, was not a soccer player or an athlete. I don't have any at-home videos of like my insane physical feats because I was sedentary for most of my life. Um, and then I moved to San Francisco and like uh, was sneaking into a gym for free. My, a lot of people know the story. And then I started taking group fitness classes and those were like involving weights. And then I became an instructor and a, a trainer. And so that's what I did before running ever took up most of my life. And now I don't strength train as much as I'd like to, but I do. And that's what I do at Barry's yeah, usually. If I, I was going to say you still teach. It's like, like it's fast paced. So it's more like like a circuit style you know like i would love to just like get under the barbell and like see how much weight i can throw around which is probably not much now um yeah i was hanging out with uh coach purcell yesterday and he he's a trainer at um reload physical fitness um and he's also just like an incredible human nike running coach and like ex like trainer to the nba everyone um and he was just like he didn't even give me a weight he was like do 25 single leg glute bridges and Oof. i literally couldn't even do it i was like oh god that's a hard that's hard though Tw- yeah 25 there, that's an insane number high rep count yeah yeah he was and then he tried to make me do t- 25 calf raises i also couldn't get there oh yeah like we're gonna like yeah the short ends i'll keep mine super short yeah i do strength stuff now very similar to you sasha like yeah not nearly as much as maybe i did at one point in my life um but i'm also trying to be better of this headspace of like if i do something that's better than nothing and i think that like I used to strength train a lot. I used to go to the gym a lot. I used to like like powerlifting a lot. It was kind of an introduction to like larger fitness out, outside of organized sports. Um, and then especially during COVID, I like didn't have a gym to go to like pretty much every other person in the world where like everything closed down. So I got like a pull-up bar and would do stuff in my house, <laughs> yeah. which slowly became like a worse and worse strength routine of just right. like kind of doing something to do something, which again, fine. But more recently, I have started to be like, maybe if I do some of the like heavier lifting that I used to do, it would help with some injury prevention, whatever it might be. So yeah. like we're trying to do more of that. But I'm mm-hmm. also of the space of like these last two days, I've been exhausted when I woke up and I'm like, I still want to do something. It's a nice way for me to start my day. So I like did some push ups and pull ups in the apartment and like oh, did nice. 10 minutes of it instead of going to the gym for like 45 minutes. Yeah. And it was just kind of like cool. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll do it it's another more day. More exactly. Dave, I'm going to ask you first before we get to our guests. Because I'm not letting you get I away am from this one. I'm for not doing a ton of strength. Um, I've started my new, new year, same me, is I'm going to try to go to the climbing gym and do half an hour of climbing and half an hour of strength. Oh, cool. Each week. Vital. Um, uh, Vital and also GP81 down the street. Oh, okay. Um, both are great gyms. Okay. Um, but Vital, Vital's easier sometimes just based on just the, the size of the gym. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. a variety of climbs. Um, but trying to get better at it. Okay. So we love that. Just Woods, if you're listening, sorry. Intention. I, 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 I do as much as I can. Just Woods is coach. a big strength training. Yeah. yeah strength. 
Huge on strength. We huge love on strength. strength. We absolutely love. We love that. And yeah. our guest, who you heard a little bit at the top, <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize we were talking we were about recorded. babies. <laughs> I didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> Victoria Lowe, aka Vix, uh, awesome runner, community leader that she'll never. <laughs> she's shaking never her head. She credit. never owes up to, but uh, founder of Chinatown Runners, longtime NYC runner, Victoria Lowe. What, is your, what is your strength? What is my strength? What is your what strength is... workout? Oh, okay. uh, also strength. Uh, yeah, this is an interview. <laughs> <laughs> like, is is tell us about strengths are. I, I, I love my work too much <laughs> for my employers that are listening to this. Uh, uh, strength training routines. I will say, in the era of in the sweet era of class pass, I want to say four or five years ago. So class pass dropped in New York City what in 2013 or 2014 and mm-hmm. it was like this amazing deal where mm-hmm. you could go to like a berries boot camp mm-hmm. or a flywheel when it still existed at the time um you could basically like cherry pick different fitness boutiques um and do whatever workouts you wanted so that got me really heavy into cross training mm-hmm. i started like i was totally not athletic all throughout my life until i started casually running like when i started college and then after college you know, when I lived a few years in Seattle and like continued running in Seattle and trained for my first marathon when I still lived in Seattle. But it wasn't until I moved to New York and then got into sort of all these like crazy boutique uh, fitness classes that I got into cross training. Um, so I did that for the longest time. And then obviously during the pandemic, all the fitness studios shut down. So the next best option was to get semi decent weights for home. Um, and nowadays I try to do anywhere from two to three hours of strength training a week like a, a few days a week but nothing crazy i don't do power lifting or anything to that regard it's it's mostly um a mixture of physical therapy movements and like um peloton classes <laughs> <laughs> i was like what do i really honestly do so, oh well yeah it's, do you it's have a like, peloton at home yes i do the and bike I, or the treadmill the bike the, the, the okay. treadmill is, is a bit unwieldy and yeah as far as the physical blueprint of it uh, right. footprint of it so i do have the bike did and the then, ad inspire you do you remember that ad peloton i, I do remember the controversial ad <laughs> no i i used to go to the peloton studio when it opened oh, in new york oh so yeah I, yeah the I, one in chelsea yeah so they'd i like record live in there yeah, yeah. i, I that. joined peloton in person the total opposite oh, of what sick. most people do because I met Robin Arzan through Bridge Runners. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I knew Robin from Bridge Runners and then I took like she was like, I'm in cycling and I took uh one of her classes at a different cycling studio before she got hired at Peloton. Oh, wow. And when she got hired at Peloton, I followed her over there and I would go do the classes uh, in person at the studio until like the world blew up. <laughs> with with the pandemic. It's but, funny yeah. to hear di- everyone's different labels of the panini. <laughs> like, like you, my one of I have a client who calls it the end of times, and I'm like, but we're still here anyway. Sorry, segue. I, no, I love that. There's so many different names for it. Oh, I, I prefer the panini. I also like every time Robin's name comes up. I feel like Robin's one of the most like interesting human beings in oh, the running yeah. world. Just because like people who have been around know Robin from like Bridge, which is yeah. wild. Because now ever like Robin is like a relatively household name. She she's like a bona fide like certified celebrity at this yeah, point I would say which like, is crazy published author 
total she's like on she has like her own master class on yeah. how oh, to yeah, live like yeah. life yeah. which i i 100 think that is probably very legit <laughs> given yeah. her career trajectory and how she pivoted super hard and she's like she's a genuinely really nice person yeah like having met her in a totally different context and knowing her from that and then kind of seeing how she's transformed her career is very inspirational but i know that she's also just actually like a really chill person yeah too. super so nice. nice to know the first time i met robin was like right after i'd left law school and it was like a fun there's no oh. way she like has any idea who i am but she has like a legal background and <laughs> she had like done something amazing and i was like holy shit like i'm kind of doing that it was super inspirational and then like i was working in retail and just figuring it all out she yeah. was super nice super friendly yeah. person um which was super super fun but yeah like obviously you're super involved in the new york city running scene uh we i like talking about peloton um <laughs> yeah i was like also, i don't want to make this a peloton the, adam there's really also sorry. there's another aside because when i was going to do your intro i saw on here that you speak five languages which oh, i do no. want to get into no, no no you don't speak that's five a, languages. that's gotta be a farce like no, i don't know where I, that is i no. I, I, I like I, that that's, that's my bad <laughs> I, I do speak like mandarin like i grew up speaking Chinese, like Mandarin Chinese at home, but I would put my skill level at this point because I don't have people to converse with on a regular basis and practice frequently, probably that of like a feisty 13 year old. Ha. Like I can talk That's smack. Good. I can yeah. ask for, I can clearly ask for directions. I can have a regular conversation, but I couldn't talk fil like philosophy okay. with, with, with somebody in Mandarin. Um, and then obviously I speak English to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. uh, and I took Italian in high school oh, and I took, oh, and really I took cool. Latin in college so like very useful languages clearly <laughs> um, <laughs> but I wouldn't say that I re remember lol those were no. not the two even listed on the long yeah. list again <laughs> My I bad. love that. I will. I mean, no, I will. it's a good it's group fun. of languages. I'll, I'll take it's that. Uh, yeah. like Italian, <laughs> Italian, Latin, Mandarin, English. That's cool. So I, I do want to learn French. That was one of the things during the pandemic. I had high high aspirations for. Yeah. I downloaded oh, cool. like the Duolingo and everything. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. You know, what? I'm on day five fifty <laughs> of Italian right now. Oh my gosh, really? Flex. I don't speak it at anywhere near thirteen year old's ability. <laughs> Uh, to your reference before, I think I'm closer to like a five-year-old for Italian. That's but probably still better at, than me at this point. I can grok more of it when I read it. But, yeah. And then obviously if people speak Italian or Latin too, too. Well, no one, I don't think I've ever heard anyone speak Latin, yeah. to be honest. But if I hear a conversational Italian, I can pick out words here and there. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of blend into one another. Oh, romance. Yeah. They're yeah. all romance yeah. languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when I was in Italy, I felt like my Spanish helped me with the Italian. Yeah. Yeah. It was very similar. Um, is that a bridge the gap tattoo? It is. That's it is. Oh. Yes. Yeah. That's so sick. I know. Talking about, talking about drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Like, yeah. Sace will be very proud. And oh, my God. I'm was, sure. I know that he was on the pod recently. So. Oh, we love that guy. That's the word bridge in the gap. There we go. Um, so I feel like that is like bridge the gap is almost like the ethos behind like bridge runners yeah. and then the off spawn of like every other running community within New York um and so you said that you used to run with with bridge and that's how you met Robin so that yeah. means you were like an OG back, uh, back in the day I always laugh at these I, I can't help but laugh when people call me this or that with a funny title because yeah. I, I just feel like I'm old when people are like oh you're like an OG I'm like no I'm just old um I started running with Bridge Runners, so I moved to New York from Seattle. I'm originally from California, and I lived in Seattle after college, and then moved to New York from Seattle in 2013, mm -hmm. like in the summer of 2013. And in the spring of 2014, uh, that's when I got into what we 
you know, so lovingly call crew culture, uh, crew running culture. But my first run wasn't with bridge runners. It was actually with Orchard Street runners, which is hilarious because I think OSR, and I hope Joe is listening, (laughs) they have a notorious reputation for pulling a very aggressive, like, um, pool of runners. And that is not at all what I am. Um, But the first run I did with OSR was a midnight half preview run during the daytime so all of the like antitheses of what osr typically is uh that was the first run that i did where i met joe i met jesse who she jesse and um knox who were both doing black roses back in the day and then met sace and some other bridge runners and from that run um, i went to like bridge runners the next week on the wednesday evening and met a bunch of other people and then kind of got hooked on that having never run in that context or with those types of people before Mm -hmm. and realizing like this is a very unique special thing that I really wanted to be a part of so I kind of just like dove headfirst into it and that was like spring summer of 2014 um so I guess I I don't know I don't I don't the the title OG makes me laugh I'm just old I've just been around a minute (laughs) you're not you're you're probably the youngest looking one of us in here right now that's the absolutely Asian don't raisin (laughs) there you go I'll thank my mother. Wait, what is it? Asian don't raisin? A- Asian don't raisin? I don't know. I don't like that term as much, though, because it doesn't rhyme perfectly. It's like a Asian don't raisin, but I'm right. like, well, it makes yes. sense. Close, it's, it's close. close. It's close enough. Yeah. It's close, close enough. enough. So I, I like it. It's kind of fun. I think of, like, the California raisin commercial. <laughs> but, but, that's, but see, that's where I get, like, the mental <clears throat> disconnect, because the California raisins don't look young. <laughs> <laughs> at right. all right right oh, but anyway oh my God. I digress. I <laughs> that's yeah. funny so i've been yeah i've been around the i think it's cool to role. note that you started with osr because i feel like that's not a lot of people's trajectory especially women yeah and i, I don't know I, yeah. sh- I, I will also say the only ever race uh, the other race i actually did of osr was the osr 30 like oh, cool. the, the long distance one yeah. the one that doesn't have like you racing at breakneck speed if you don't want to which i i clearly didn't but um i love joe and i've i volunteer at orchard street runners events quite often um it's just like i know what element i'm most comfortable in <laughs> and i'm like not an aggressive runner Tim's mom. Oh, oh. <laughs> hi! You need to leave. Oh, that's very podcast. Cool. We can't have you in here. Oh my god! That wardrobe is Wait, a hard flex. I, I know. I'm really into the coat, mom. Yeah. And her that's shoes. Your mom. And her that's shoes match too. It's my mom. Oh. We're, we're she gonna, looks we're so gonna good. Keep that in. Yeah, we're 100. percent Let's get her on. Let's get her on. Let's really room. not. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like we're kind of twinning with when I put my. I was gonna say you guys are both styling with like the nude palette. Oh my gosh, I'm into it. I, yeah, I thought, really okay, when she said, when he said Tim's mom, I thought Tim West's. Ah, yes. And then I was like, wow, Tim Rossi's having an aversion really to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm laughing because my mom texted me like two hours ago that they were going to get lunch in Greenpoint. I was like, oh. I'm at work. Like, thanks. I went and got dinner with them last night. Right. Uh, so I've Aww. done my like son duties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I was cracking up because I saw them walk oh, in as gosh. we were talking about running. I'm like, my mom's going to do something silly. Yeah, Just my, my mom used to come into when I was working up at like ABC. She would like come in for the afternoon. Oh my like, God. hey, can you do like a three hour lunch? I'm like, no, uh, <laughs> sure can't. But still love sure you. Can. Love you. Yeah. We'll FaceTime from the house. That's really like nice. To ignore, oh my god. Uh, boundaries. Oh, we love what? it. They don't exist. <laughs> they don't you, exist. The more you put them up, the least they see them. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember having Disappears, that conversation with you. Which is really fun. I do want to hear more like 
because when you came to New York, were you already a runner then, or were you like just taken into the scene? So when I came to New York, um, I had already run my first marathon, uh, which was the CIM marathon, which I, I also oh. side, sidebar. I love that it's becoming like a, a, thing. a marathon on the map now because it's in my hometown in Sacramento. Oh, Hill. that's no where way. you're from. That's where I'm oh, from originally. Cool. So Sick. CIM was my first marathon I ever ran in 2012. So the 30th anniversary of CIM, I also was my first marathon, which was pretty sick. Um, so I was a runner in the sense that I had like done a long distance event, but I actually started long distance running after like a really shitty breakup oh sorry a really bad breakup <laughs> oh, we <laughs> fully cursed i'm sorry okay yeah time. so a really yeah. bad breakup and mm-hmm. while i was still living in seattle and my sister who still lives in sacramento who still lives in california uh while i was like dealing with a breakup she was like you know something great to take your mind off of this is a huge goal to like work towards and she she was like i know you do short distance running like i had run like five Ks and maybe I think the longest, a long run to me at that time was like maybe five miles. Um, and she told me she was training for CIM and that she, what she would do was she would just forward me her training plans from the running club that she was a part of in California that she paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would just train virtually together. So Aww. Saturday morning she would text me and be like, okay, this is the day that we're doing the long run. This is the distance I sent you the chart. And so I like, virtually trained for a marathon with my sister long distance. And then come December, I like flew to California, ran it with her. So um, I had run, I had like started experiencing like what it is like to train for a long distance event. And so when I moved to New York, I was training to run CIM again, um, but I hadn't figured out like who to run with or like what to do. And I, I saw like Prospect Park Track Club and then more serious like formal running clubs that required you to pay dues or and they had very structured sort of like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and like we meet in the mornings. Um, and I was just trying to figure out like my bearings in the city. Like I had moved to Brooklyn, but I worked in Manhattan. I didn't. I like literally didn't know anybody. So my first six months in the city was basically just uh, doing all of my training runs by myself on the perimeter of Prospect Park because I was terrified of getting lost anywhere. <laughs> and so I did that Aww. constantly. So I have Prospect Park, the interior and the exterior, like burned into my brain. Oh my gosh. Um, but I realized I, I can't do this forever. Like, I have to get to know the city. And um, I was, like, on Instagram, and I found Bridge Runners, I think, through Nike's running club, uh, running Instagram account, and then was just, like, stalking them. And I was like, these people look so cool, and they run at night, which works better for my working schedule, and they run everywhere. They don't run just in, like, a track or around a park. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't that be nice to run something <laughs> besides Prospect <laughs> Park, like, every day? Um, so that's kind of, like, how I worked up the courage to, like, message whoever runs the Bridge Runners account, which I think to this day is somewhat of a mystery. I don't know if oh, it's a yeah. single person. Um, so I messaged... Uh, the Bridge Runners account, and I think through the Bridge Runners account, I also found like Orchard Street Runners, and I messaged Joe, and was just like, "Yeah, what what are you guys all about?" And I just got everybody. I got really nosy, and I just like figured out, okay, like who who do I like try to meet up with? And I just, it was like a huge stepping out of my comfort zone because I'm very very introverted, even if it doesn't come off that way. Um, but it was the perfect opportunity to kind of knock out two birds with one stone like I still needed to do all my running but I also really wanted to start familiarizing myself with the city um and not have to do it by myself um so I didn't feel so I like afraid of getting lost um and then you know bridge runners and all of the other like sort of 
cruise running cruise offers such a different flavor of running where it's like you're not just running for the sake of like the workout you're Mm -hmm. running to discover like a cool mural or there's like an art show that we're randomly running to or hey we're gonna run into like a silent disco like that's happened Mm -hmm. before um or you know Sace will tell you to grab your metro car because you might end up on like randall's island or something and i'm like (laughs) that that was kind of the perfect way to to add a little bit more adventure and also get to know the city and feel like actually like i was acclimating to new york it's incredibly brave it's (laughs) insane because like incredibly brave because like all the stories that i hear about people like finding crews like going to cruise never they would never message the account Mm -hmm. oh like i would be so terrified of being like hey i'm also a runner can i I come what what are you about i'm much yeah what are you about about? i love that can i show up i feel Um, like i'm much braver on on the internet like through through texting and messaging because i'm like well the worst case scenario is they don't necessarily know who i am Mm -hmm. like there's still a little a level of like being anonymous yeah um so for me it was easier to like message them and try to like get a few messages back and forth before actually showing up i think just cold showing up is super brave and i don't know that i would have ever done that but um it should also be noted that when i moved to new york my first job was working um I, i do product design so like in tech and my first job was working for a very popular dating app so oh. messaging online in general was a very comfortable medium. So you're already in the, in the mind space of reaching out to <laughs> Cold strangers. Cold messaging people or dealing yeah. with strangers messaging me was mm-hmm. like already like part of my day to day. LOL, that's so that. funny. Um, I'm from California too. Yes. Um, Sacramento is where my mom lives now. But oh, I, nice. I didn't spend any time there before this. But You're not missing much. It's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Um, it reminded but- me of Albany. Like upstate, yeah. It's uh, I've never been quaint. There. Yeah, it's quaint. quaint. A good, a good word for it. the like downtown and the capital yeah. are cool. Yeah. Um, when d- you said so, you you left and you went to college in Seattle. I went to college at UC Davis. Okay, which is uh, what is it, like east or e- I have a poor yeah, me too. I have a poor sense of geography. Um, it's like thirty minutes outside of Sacramento, okay, yeah. so I didn't fly far from the nest uh, <laughs> when I graduated high school. Um, but. After getting my bachelor's, then I moved to Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had uh, Allison Desir on. Yes. And I love she, we, we all do. We love you, Allison. Um, she talked about, she moved to Seattle like within the last mm-hmm. few years. And she talked about actually not really experiencing the Seattle freeze. <laughs> but we were like, what does this even yeah. mean? What is this like, concept? Did you feel like that was something? Yes. <laughs> Short answer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. So the Seattle freeze, and I remember, I think how Allison described it, I thought was pretty on the nose. It's not that anybody will be outrightly rude to you or ignore you. Um, it's more like politeness, but then no follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, also people sort of already having social circles established and it being kind of difficult to break into them because they are already set with their 10 or 15 friends and there's no like interest in adding to that number of people whereas I feel like in New York it's the complete opposite like everybody's in your business whether you want them to be or not (laughs) and you're either the person who thrives on that or you're not um but it was probably harder for me to make friends in Seattle I would say than than New York for sure huh yeah that's not what I was expecting but I think everybody was very friendly in Seattle but yeah. like being able to actually hang out in a different context outside of like whatever event we happened to get thrown together in was was challenging for me 
I sometimes wonder, though, if you think, or not you, but just in general, if it would be hard to make friends in New York if the running community wasn't a conduit to that, (laughs) you know? Like, most of the friends that I see weekly are friends that I met through a running club, a race, uh, you know, something like that, a long run. I think that's true. I think also New York affords, like, uh, like we have the luxury of having everything here in New York. So every type of lifestyle hobby that you may want to dive into, there is probably a community based around it. So to your point, like the bulk of my social life and friends that I have lately um, are, are very much through running. But if I was like hardcore into like underwater basket weaving or something, I'm sure (laughs) like I'm not even, I would not be shocked if there was like a right. thriving community of like oh, underwater sure basket is. weavers in New York. And yeah. therein lies that sort of like connective tissue, right? That forms like your social network. Um, I think in Seattle, it's changing a little bit, especially with CSRD. Like I'll shout out mm-hmm. Dave from CSRD. Dave, um, congrats on getting married. Yes. Yeah. He, they, that was amazing. Um, CSRD, I think is taking, you know, a page from all the different running crews around the country and also building that community, which I love. And I think Seattle too, as a city has transformed in the last five or six years with the advent of like Amazon moving in and the city itself has just really grown. So a lot more transplants now coming in. So in a way, maybe people are are opening up and being more sort of receptive to networking and and building friendships there, I would think. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, I was broke. Uh, when I first moved here, like I had no mm-hmm. money, and it's it's like so interesting how it, it, without running, if trying to meet people, you mm-hmm. have to spend. Oh my god, you just have to you go just out. Have to go out, yeah. and like yeah, I mean, we're all sort of like I I forget what paying seven dollars for a drink like the first time I was like, yeah, are you effing kidding me? Oh my like, god, and the? now you it's now like, that's like a steal. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> that's like I I would be hard pressed to even take the drink. Like, what's going on? Why um yeah that's so that's so true i think about that now when i'm like not going to every running event and i'm like damn i haven't seen anyone and it's because i'm not running but like (laughs) if i wanted to go out then it's like oh do you want to go to dinner do you want to go get drinks do you want to go get a coffee and like all of those things can be upwards of 25 dollars you know depending on where you're interesting to try to not spend money and hang out and hang out okay at all we should try in the winter months, oh. it'd be so hard. Like, you got to go to because you have house. to go. Yeah, you have to go to. Well, yeah. even if you go to like Central Park, like there's something like a park to go to. Oh, I see. But, but like, it's it's cold. Yeah. Sorry, I'm 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 cold. You've been outside. I'm cold averse. <laughs> I hate that. Um, okay, so Chinatown Runners started in 2021, Vix. 2021. Okay, yeah, tell us more about that. So uh, the pandemic happening in 2020, uh, while I was actually so. I'll backtrack just for a second because there was a break in my residency in in Brooklyn and in New York. So in 2016, I had actually left Brooklyn in the summertime and moved back to San Francisco for a few years. Cool. Um, But I consider those years not like the lost years, but like the bicoastal years where I was probably back in New York at least once a month. So even though I was like living in San Francisco and working in San Francisco, I came back here all the time. Um, And... The pandemic happened in 2020, and so obviously travel stopped. And then we, my partner and I, made the decision to move back to Brooklyn because 
um, the city in San Francisco was getting pretty dicey um, with things shutting down and the homeless population around our neighborhood was getting really aggressive. And I was like, somehow I feel like I'll be safer if I actually move back to Brooklyn, which is not something that I would have initially thought when I would think. But Brooklyn felt more lived in. Where in um, San Francisco were you guys living? We lived um, in a neighborhood called Soma, so south of yeah. Market. I moved here from San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah. mentioned that earlier. Yeah. yeah. So we lived near Soma. Um, and it was just because no, I people could had see left. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, a beautiful area, right? Um, right. But, but it was, yeah, it was just like kind of left uncared for once was. the mass exodus happened. Right. Yeah. Um, and like I was still running and stuff around there, but mm. every day, like I was like, oh, it actually doesn't feel safe to run by myself quite so much. Mm-hmm. And why don't we move back to Brooklyn? I have like a huge network of running friends I still know there, and you know, I feel a little bit safer. So my partner and I were like looking to move back. Um, and we came back to Brooklyn October of 2020. Um, this whole time, I'd still been following the news um, and recognizing there was a lot of anti-Asian sentiment given the origins of COVID-19. So something I'm like acutely aware of because of like looking at myself in the mirror every day, like, okay, I have to be conscientious about um, people's perceptions of Asian Asians, especially out when I would go out running and stuff. Um, if I didn't wear like a buff on my face, I don't want to like freak people out. Um, at the same time, reading more like troubling reports about things that were happening to Asians and Asian Americans in the country made me more and more nervous. Um, so it was starting to like impact how safe I felt when I went out running by myself. Uh, even when I moved back to Brooklyn, like I felt initially a bit safer because. We moved back to a familiar neighborhood and I was running around Prospect Park and I reconnected with some friends, but it was just really disheartening and I felt very helpless, like um, reading the news every day and seeing like these horrible crimes that were happening. Um, And I won't get into the the details of the specific report that I read in late February that just really hit me a certain way. And it was in the evening and I just remember I basically just like started crying and I was so frustrated because I felt like there had to be something that I could try to do but I'm not like a big tough bodybuilder guy I like don't know martial arts or anything there were community efforts starting in New York like where I think it's called safe walks NYC where people would be like a personal escort for you from the train stations oh, in wow. specifically highly impacted neighborhoods where a lot of crimes um, against Asians were happening. So I was following those efforts online and thinking like, there has to be something that I can do though. I'm not like able to you know fend off um, a physical attack, but like what could I actually do to help like the Asian American AAPI neighborhoods here and like everywhere um and the first thing i honestly thought of was like well i have an amazing network of people i know through the vehicle of running like i've met a ton of people internationally through running um and running has like sort of just connected me to so many different walks of life and and experiences that i would have never thought of and honestly it's one of the most powerful sort of social socially engaging platforms to me so having followed running to protest online as well during the um the pandemic i started thinking could i do something similar to rally like communities together to support like chinatowns or other aapi neighborhoods and just get more foot traffic there because Mm -hmm. i think step one is really just 
repopulating abandoned neighborhoods and making it feel lived in again and making it feel safe so that people wouldn't feel like they could get away with assaulting elderly people like in the middle of the day if there's enough people around in the neighborhood then it will feel like it's protected by the sheer number of just people around so chinatown owners was born in an effort to try to inspire people to go back to the neighborhoods that had been abandoned because of like xenophobia or just like fear of like getting covid somehow through Mm -hmm. these neighborhoods Mm -hmm. um and i just reached out to not only running leadership in new york but all the crews that had met in different cities in the united states as well as crews i met internationally like in copenhagen and in france and uh, the uk and it was just like if anybody has an interest in doing something where we all kind of like run on the same weekend or we run um this month and specifically go bring everybody to like an AAPI specific neighborhood and just celebrate the culture there, do the run to tour sort of like historically relevant landmarks and then um, give the businesses there some some like foot traffic just to remind folks that like we can't let these neighborhoods go to waste. Um, They're such a like treasure of culture and specifically in the United States, I think, having been to other countries where it's very much a monoculture. When you come to the United States, it's such a unique patchwork of different communities and cultures that all blend together within like a few miles. And that's a unique experience I think everybody should should try to seek out at least mm-hmm. once. Um, and New York is one of the perfect places for that. Like I could literally run from downtown Brooklyn and go through Park Slope and then hit like a concentration of like East Italian businesses and then yeah. further south I might hit like some amazing Mexican bodegas and like the taco truck mm-hmm. on like Sunset in Sunset Park and then further down you know I hit like the Brooklyn Chinatown yeah. um, and being able to experience several different cultures within a few miles was something that I thought would be a wonderful way to sort of build what I always refer to as like threads of empathy for other people that aren't typically within your social bubble or like you don't necessarily know that many people of this culture or this ethnicity but recognizing like hey they have something really special to share they're real people um and they bring something really unique to the city itself hopefully hopefully that inspires people to care for them so that we don't let violent crimes and other things happen to them and we we want to protect those neighborhoods so that's a really roundabout way of saying you know i was inspired basically by trying to bring people back to these neighborhoods and be excited about it and feel like they're important. Yeah. I think what's incredible about what you've built is like, it's not only a, a, like you almost say like running a secondary whenever you show up, I don't say like secondary of like it's the activity, but your experience, like you program these things very thoughtfully. I've, I've been to a couple where you've, you, you're telling history or giving information around that is this something that you just you intrinsically are, are trying to think about what is the most accessible story to an individual? Or are you trying to like put put because I think it's, it's a lot sometimes for people to show up to a run, take in a lot of information, run to another place, take a lot of information. But like people are there. They're there and they're attentive. Is that something that you 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 think about just like you're in it or you're not? Or are you trying to program for a specific type of individual or runner? Um, I think that. Well, I hope that people understand when they come to a Chinatown Runners event is that running is 
secondary. Running is the vehicle that like brings us together and allows us to experience the run together. Um, mm-hmm. Also, as a sidebar, I think when you're going through like a physical activity and you're chatting with each other, it naturally breaks down barriers that mm-hmm. you may put up because you're like going through an ardu- <laughs> somewhat arduous like physical activity. And I always find like you you get some really revealing and like thought provoking conversations with people when you're going through sort of like an experience together, right? Um, Even if you're running at different paces, like you are physically experiencing the same act of running. Um, So that is certainly part of it, but you know, it is secondary to the primary objective of doing a Chinatown runners run is to visit a neighborhood. And I, I like to try to give like bite sized pieces of culture. So I'm not going to dive you know, into a 20 minute like expose about the migrants who came to like K-Town and like then moved to, you know, wherever. But I might talk about like, hey, like, did you happen to know that Koreatown in Manhattan is like one of the second largest, you know, cities where we have a concentration of Koreans? Like, isn't that interesting? Like, would you have thought that? Hmm. Um, Or, you know, if we pull off to the East Village, there's like a few blocks where it's very concentrated with um, Japanese businesses. And I like to like kind of highlight like, oh, hey, here's a fun fact. Like, you know, it's it's not a full fledged Japan town, but it kind of became like all these businesses. Do you ever wonder why they concentrated around here? It was because of this individual who bought real estate and then drew people into this area and invested in it. And that's kind of how these enclaves organically like grow. So I try to like frame it in such a way where it's just like a. Like, did you guys ever watch a VH1, like, pop-up video? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I might be aging myself for this, but you know how, like, pop-up video would have, like, little just bite-sized of interesting mm-hmm. tidbits yeah. Yeah. about the artist and the music video that you're watching? Like, Whitney Houston brushes her teeth in the shower, and I was like, oh, my God, I brush my teeth in the shower. Yeah. You know, like, little funny things like that. So that It's when... like, it's a really humanizing <laughs> component, which mm-hmm. I f- it feels, like, central to the mission behind, right. like, Chinatown Runners, and I... It also if it reminds me of my first experience with bridge as well, which is like the running isn't secondary in that it doesn't take precedence. It's like it's the conduit. It's the vehicle. It's the vessel that we are then able to connect with one another. And oftentimes, like what you said, Dave, if I want to spend time with someone, that means I have to invest money and like effort and time and all of those equate money in some way you know (laughs) and whereas like running you're kind of like you're multitasking and you're able to catch people in these like vulnerable states without even meaning to strip them of that guard that may have inhibited them before you know it's it's really beautiful i think this idea of like let's bring people back into a place that they might not go on their own is such a simple yet like profound idea. <laughs> Tim Rossi's favorite word. Um, no, but truly I, I think like, and that's so digestible. Like let's go somewhere that you haven't been yet in this large group of people, because some people might be like, Oh, I don't want to explore there on a run by myself because yeah. I might get lost or I'm unfamiliar yeah. or whatever. Um, but you put it in the context of a large group where everyone's excited and supportive. There's no other better conduit to change than, than starting there, you know, that and we bribe people by going to really good restaurants, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is definitely, you know, thought out that, that yeah, is part of the programming. Um, 
because you know I, I, you know I joke about that but as an aside right like f- food is such an integral part of oh, totally. different cultures and it's such a great way to like learn about a new culture if you're not familiar with them is like through their food yeah. um, so definitely yeah, all the things that you said uh, plus plus 10 um, <laughs> I will admit that a lot of the ways that I structure our events is very much inspired by bridge runners and I always give credit to SACE and also power um, mm-hmm. for inspiring not only myself but all of the other like leadership in in the, the different running clubs around New York and beyond for taking running to that next level like making it more than just the physical sport itself speaking of food runs you invited <laughs> me once to a resident runner taco run oh, oh. their taco runs are famous yeah so I I don't know T- Tim have you run with resident <laughs> I have not way back yeah do you do you know the history of them at all because I'm curious I I didn't mean to bring you in here just to, <laughs> to ambush you on <laughs> resident run history. we're gonna get back to Chinese New Year and your runs but I'm just I I'm <clears throat> brutally curious because I saw a little graphic like they're coming back and I was like I didn't know they were gone <laughs> I do know the history of resident runners However, I don't know that I'm at liberty to tell their story <laughs> on their behalf. Um, but suffice to say that uh, they're dear friends of mine. And uh, if you get a chance to get them on the pod, which I would highly recommend because they're lovely people. Absolutely. Mm. Very, very lovely it's people. Nice all of teaser. them. I um, love that. Coming up this season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Eric, Ray, and Rasan. Um, they are the resident runners. I think they, they are very public about that, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, that resident runners is, is really just them um and then they do things with that name um but yeah you should you should hear it from the horse's mouth i don't want to get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> if, if the horses are listening yeah, we, exactly. we want to dms are open um yeah i don't know any of those horses and i would love to hear from them <laughs> um but no i'm sorry i'm looking at the all the events the the um itinerary for the weekend of the 21st and i was hoping that you could just maybe share like a a pop-up window of what what each of them is going to um, consist yeah. of? So, um, yeah, I'll shout out all the different run clubs, right? Because it's not just Chinatown runners. Yeah. Um, so Samantha Dong, who founded Asian Trail Mix, which is API runners on the dirt paths, like trails. Um, she's doing her uh, Lunar New Year run the morning of uh, the 21st, which is Saturday. Uh, I think they're meeting at Fleet Feet, Columbus Circle. I'm like... My You're right. No, my yeah, visual memory that right is now. Correct. Yeah. At um, 11 a.m., not 9. Yes, at 11, not 9. Um, <laughs> my my bad for not editing the That's graphic. Okay. So they'll be meeting. I think their run is uh between four and five miles. Um, all paces always welcome. And uh, later on, run for Chinatown, which mm-hmm. we often get mixed up with. Like Chinatown mm-hmm. runners run for Chinatown. Um, I always call them just like we're all like siblings. We're all like sibling <laughs> clubs. Um. Run for Chinatown primarily does Monday night runs in Manhattan, Chinatown specifically. So their big like celebration back into 2023 running is always what they call their Midnight Madness run. So uh, they'll be meeting at 10 p.m. on Saturday the 21st and running Manhattan, Chinatown. And I think theirs is a 5K. Oh, that's cool. At Nori. I think they're meeting Mm -hmm. at Nori um, on Grand Street, I believe. And... 5k lion dance and food and drink afterwards it's it's pretty epic like lion they bring dance? Uh, lion dance lion i mean you do you man like no yeah, one's right. gonna poopoo on cool, that let's go. <laughs> um, right into that yeah so theirs is a very so you'll get like daytime trails with sam and asian trail mix or if you're like i want to do something in the evening that's like like more like a party atmosphere like that would definitely be run for chinatown 
okay. um, Saturday night. And then Sunday morning for the hangover recovery. Um, nice. Chinatown Runners, which is the organization that I, you know, I, I organize, um, we will be meeting at 10 a.m. Sunday, the 22nd, which is actual Lunar New Year Day. Um, and we will be doing an eight kilometer, so a little under five miles, um, a run from Brooklyn Running Company, the Bergen Street location, to Sunset Park. And we'll be having dim sum afterwards. So it will be delicious, and that will be good hangover slash party recovery if you do any of the other runs on Saturday. Um, and it's always super casual pace. And I recommend doing all three to get the full experience, <laughs> but yeah. recognize that not everybody has that much time on their hands. Um, there's also runs I know for sure happening in Queens yeah, um, for Flushing, I believe. And oh, I'll, cool. I'll try to post those too as soon as I can. But there's, there's definitely like, I think Queens Distance Runners, they're doing a Strava like art run challenge. So having to like use the GPS to like make some cool artwork. Oh, I so they'll that. be doing something specific for Lunar New Year. Shout out to Queens Distance. They're amazing. Um, yeah, and yeah, then amazing. World's Fair Run Crew. I think we were also chatting about seeing if we couldn't do something to end in the neighborhood of Flushing which is also a great place red. to get anything to eat. Yes. So yeah, there's plenty to choose from for that weekend. So many activities. I've just noted all of them in my calendar. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to attend. Um, I like, I want to talk about these. Oh, I heard that. And I think we should. <laughs> yeah. This is so, the ASR. Yeah. This is the ASMR segment. ASMR <laughs> segment now. Did you make these yourself? Did I make like the goodie bags? Like, yeah, do you? I did. Okay. Yeah. That's really fun. I I no, love I, I love snacks. <laughs> I love snacks and I love sharing. So <laughs> my mom I will love. be so proud. Um, okay, so with these are um they're just like new new lunar new year like what what would you call them? Just like little I would I would treats? say yeah, a lot of the snacks that are in the bag, some of them are specific to lunar new year and some of them are not. Um you have a red envelope which is a traditional gift that we so generations always give it to the younger people. So every older generation gives it to the younger generations within a family line. Yeah. So for example, like I would give it to my nieces and my nephews. Um, my parents would give me one and my grandparents might give me one. Um, but you know, like I, I wouldn't expect my niece to give me one. Sure. It only, it only mm. go. It's like a one way street. Right. right, 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 right. <laughs> um, and typically they're filled with money. Um, I, I'm not that flush with cash. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys. But there is a like medallion, like a little gold coin in there that is a good luck fortune coin. Um, so that's included in the red envelopes. Uh, anybody who shows up to any of the runs that we just talked about, I know for a fact that all three runs will have uh, red envelopes as well oh, with different stuff in them. So we'll have the red envelopes at the runs, and that's traditionally given to like the younger generations around Lunar New Year, typically filled with money um, or faux money, depending mm -hmm. on your budget. Yeah. Um, there's also some like rice crackers in there. Those are those like oval shaped things. I'm excited um, about those. They also are shaped like coins for mm. the New Year, and they're like yellow, so like gold colored, gold money. Uh, Asian people love money, if you couldn't tell. It's a very popular theme. Um, so. And it's the year of the rabbit. It's the year yeah. of the rabbit, which is a particularly lucky like animal. So Let's this say. would probably be the year I'd say that, you know, fortune tellers would tell you to go for like maybe new business uh, like, oh, really? opportunities, things okay. like that. Is that something Very that fortuitous. is like, do you talk about, I don't know, like the way that like the American New Year is all about resolution. So it's like, what are we going to do different moving forward? Is that like a conversation that, that gets had like 
contingent to the animal. Yeah, I would say it's depending on how like how deep you want to get into the lore, how much yeah. you care, or yeah. if you just like think it's fun. Like I think the zodiac is just fun too. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't take it like super seriously, but I do think it's part of the whimsy and the fun of Lunar New Year is like this particular animal for this year might bring extra luck in these sort of avenues of your life. So if you're considering like a new career trajectory or something, maybe you would want to do that during the year of the rabbit because it's mm. a spe- especially fortuitous year for like business endeavors or something. Don't don't quote me on that because I'm probably getting that a little bit wrong. <laughs> but you get the gist. Like yeah. definitely part of uh, Lunar New Year, like lore and like talking about planning for the year ahead. That's that's part of it for sure. Okay. That's fun. I love that. Okay, so new business adventures for everyone. Like in general, yeah, you don't have to be Asian to participate. Okay, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't sure if you needed to like your birthday needed to fall with. I I don't know. I was thinking zodiac. If your birthday falls on like uh, the year of that specific animal, it's very much like uh, I don't know where the zodiac actually originates from. Like like um pisces and Taurus. oh yeah, yeah i yeah. don't actually know what culture that's from oh, oh i don't know oh, yeah. but zero idea it, it's similar to no. it's similar to that where so like i was born the year of the ox mm-hmm. so yeah. it's not that i would be particularly like lucky in my year but i take on the traits of like the ox okay because the ox itself represents like a certain like personality type oh yeah um, understood and how right. many is it as well? Like how many different? What is it? Zodiac now I feel bad. I think animals. I'm pretty sure it's, it's a lot, twelve, right? but I might be, and I'm gonna be a bad Asian because I'm like trying to cycle I mean, through I, my I head. I am year of the rat. Oh, you are. Yeah. There's. Oh, dra- you're right. Yeah. There are twelve. There's twelve. 12. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, <laughs> I was like, mom, please don't hate me. Uh, like, one, I think it's year 12. of the rats are like 80, oh. 84, 96, 08, 2020. Yeah, it's like twenty thirty two. I specifically remember knowing that there was a year of a dragon. Yeah. Like yeah. when I found out about this when I was like two years old or whatever. Not two years old, like second grade, third grade, whatever <laughs> yeah. the first yeah. year we celebrated this in school. <laughs> yeah. I thought dragons were so cool. So I was so bummed because I'm the year of the monkey. I was like, oh man, dragon uh, like would have been awesome. But I think the monkey's got some cool. Monkey's ones pretty as well. far. Were you born in 1992? Yeah, 92, baby. Damn. Oh, that makes year. you feel really yeah. old. Me too. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so I'm over 30 now, guys. So, um, I am uh, the year of the too. dragon, but I'm oh, happy. Oh, that's I'm honored cool. to know you, Sasha. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure most kids all wanted to be like the dragon. The dragon. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, dragon most, just feels objectively like it just seems coolest. a little unfair how much cooler it yeah. is because it's like a mystical it's, animal. Yeah, yeah, everything else actually exists. <laughs> yeah, but except for the dragons dragon, exist. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, there's they, like Komodo okay. dragons, right? Those are like yeah, yeah those are lizards. Cool. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yes. Well, what? And you reference in one of the runs they're doing the the lion dance. Is that what the lion dance? Yeah. So. Run for Chinatown will probably yeah. have like the Chinese Freemasons, I think they're called. Yes. Um, oh, cool. They'll they'll be doing the lion dance to like bring in the new year. Yeah, that's just like as an experience. I don't know the history or anything, but just like visually is so amazing oh. to see that. As yeah, well. it's I, I I will get the history wrong, so I, I won't yeah, even yeah. try to get into it. But a lot of the, in the modern day times, um, you typically have a lion dance around the holiday, like the big Asian holiday. So Lunar New Year and then the Mid-Autumn Festival, sometimes they do it. Um, and then also when you open a new business. Oh, so yeah. if an Asian like business owner wants to like bring extra good fortune like to oh. their business, they might hire lion dancers to like cool. do the grand opening. Okay. Awesome. So you'll see that often um, in the different AAPI neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a cra- it's a crowded but really amazing thing to watch. If you go to um, what's st- what street is it on in Chinatown? Do they do it? The main near Namwa. Oh, the one that's colorful and beautiful. Yes, that's uh, where I typically go and watch. Not Mott, is it? 
Uh, I remember this. We all run this street. And none of us <laughs> Unlike the Rainbow Street. We've, yeah, we've all yeah. been on it. Doyer, but I, Doyer's. Yeah. Doyer's Street. Well, there we go. Yeah. It blocks off Doyer's a little bit. Yeah. But uh, they do that. They they change the route often. Do they? I think. Depending on like where they can actually like runners. get away. Yeah. God. <laughs> Just change the route. Get to, yeah. where, get to where you need to go. No, one of the runs I did, I think, were you photographing? Were you photographing that yeah. one? Where we like actually just straight up ran into it. Yeah, we ran, <laughs> yeah, we ran into it. We thought it was going to be like. I thought it was going to be at a different corner and clearly I was mistaken. Or what I actually think happened is they just pivoted it. They pivoted oh, yeah. to another block like, because they were like, well, it's easier to go down this way. Yeah. Because I swear I like looked at the map and I was but like, was this is going to be clear. Beautiful. That oh, was yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I was like, of all the things to accidentally run into, that was a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, totally it's planned it, guys. That feels very planned. Yes. You just got to lean no into it. No one complained and I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Run for Chinatown, they're going to see that at night. Yeah. So, Run yeah. for Chinatown, they'll have their lion dancers, I think, like around midnight. So the Holy run is shit. around like 10, 1030. Okay. I mean, it's pretty lit. Like I would highly recommend it. And yeah. are there like I'm fireworks, excited. firecrackers, or is it pretty tame on that front? I don't know that they'll have firecrackers. I don't want to like get anyone in trouble. <laughs> 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 it is, it is like a very big party okay. vibe though. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's awesome. Shit. I know my Saturday plan. Yeah. I oh, know. Same. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this sweater. Oh yeah. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I'm stoked say, about the crop version. Yes. That's it. Was that your idea? No. They, well, so I, I'll, I'll, I'm very transparent. I use like a platform called Spring, which you just like upload your artwork and like oh, okay. you can choose products. Um, yeah. Obviously, like I'm very mindful of like the products that I try to put them, sure. the designs on. But the crop hoodie was something I actually experimented with last year. I did a print on the crop hoodie and ordered it for like uh, QA to test it. Like I put it in the washer and the dryer. And at the time... Um, that platform that I used to do my printing, I didn't like the quality of the ink. That so I'm hoping um, this design on yeah. a white fabric will mm. adhere mm-hmm. a little bit nicer. So I'm kind of experimenting with it, which is also why I was like very mindful to make sure it was priced just right. Um, but uh, there was a high demand for that. Yeah. <laughs> people, oh, I bet. A lot of people were really excited. I didn't even know that you could sell out of a size but one of my friends she was like i tried to get the crop hoodie and it was sold out i was like what oh wow. <laughs> so i didn't know that that could happen that's not a bad problem to um, have but they constantly restock and it's all print by it's on print on de- print yeah, on, on demand, demand. Okay. so the so the downside to that is like you sometimes have to wait a couple days before they'll print your product and then ship it to whoever um but the plus side is that you don't get like excess or waste and then I don't have to deal with the logistics of like storing all of the apparel sure so um yeah that design I (laughs) no one from my work is listening to this I don't think so they won't get mad I was definitely like multitasking (laughs) while while I was designing that like I was like on a call and also like designing um and the white rabbit is a very traditional like Asian candy like most Asian kids instantaneous like instantly recognize that wrapper um and that candy it's i would say as it's as ubiquitous as maybe like m&ms are to like western culture so that white rabbit that little um caricature is is very iconic so i was just waiting for it to be the year of the rabbit (laughs) to be honest like i knew it was coming and i was so excited and i knew i was gonna do a design inspired by white rabbit and i pulled it together and i debated on whether or not i should like launch it this week but i I think some people might actually get their product by lunar new year so i was like let's just throw it out and um 
I am like really overwhelmed with how positive the reception is. The that. design is incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Really yeah. Honestly, if you haven't seen it, check out Chinatown Runners Instagram. Uh, the first post has the the back of the sweatshirt, and the design is fucking it's, fabulous. It's Thank really you. fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. All of our so yeah, we have done merchandise for a, a little while. None of it. It's called like when you click on the Chinatown Runner store, it's called like everyday store because it's not technical apparel. So like I wouldn't necessarily recommend like doing a long run in like the tank top it's like cotton right. um, and not everybody loves running in 100% cotton um we will again do a collection again where it's like on technical fabric at some mm. point this year and I'll try to bring the white rabbit to that one um because I do plan on keeping that design for the whole year of the rabbit um but that that stuff for this store is like leisure like hangout clothing yeah. so right we like hanging out yeah, it's like co- it's it's cozy vibes like brunch. Yeah, clothing. it's great. Throw it on before or after. Yes. If you really want to run in a hoodie, you can let it rip. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean I I would do it. People do it. I've seen people run in like yeah. full on like hoodie and sweatpants, and oh, yeah. they look and they're cruising. So I'm like, clearly it works for some. Yeah, people. I yeah. see people crushing like West yeah. Side Highway everywhere in New York, and they're in like Jordan ones and jeans. I'm like, man, like you're running so fast in that. Imagine if you put on like a pair of running shoes. Right. They're just like amazing. sandbagging themselves. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, extra training. <laughs> way harder it's really impressive though i do genuinely think it's uh you notice too much once you've worked in like running retail right yeah. long, you're like man those shoes are not running shoes yeah. uh and then you get over it after a while no like, it's impressive what people can do with just the whatever sneakers what they, they have on yeah exactly yeah, it's absolutely it's amazing awesome. i am soft i do like technical fabrics now when i run yes. and i'm like man i wish i was one of those people that could like throw on a cotton hoodie and just like go let it rip. see people running like denim shorts yeah my skin could never no, oh my <laughs> God. i love rocking a hoodie and just like i can yeah, do a hoodie i can do a cotton tee too yeah yeah i can do it i ran a the united half last year in a cotton tee cotton tee yeah that's great i love brave that. I know it was hot. It was weird. Yeah. It was hot. Um, I'm curious to know about your OSR 30 experience. Oh yeah, because um, okay. it's coming up again. Are you running? No. no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Immediately. No. No. So um, I will be 100% transparent, honest. I DNF'd that one. Okay. I uh, I signed up for it in 2017. Okay. And it was a week before my first speed project as well. Ah. So I had a speed project team of six women that I was captaining and also one of the six runners. <laughs> and I had the bright idea of also signing up for OSR 30, oh which gosh. at the time was like the week before TSP. And it was, it, I think it was always around that time of the year. And sometimes Joe has shifted it around, but it's typically around like mid to late March. And I was just um, naive to think that I could champion both of those events. Uh, No, you were just ambitious. I I was, my, yeah, my eyes were bigger than my my feet. I don't know how how, how that works out. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean. Um, I got to, I had, so I had a bike pacer and then I had two two, uh, running pacers with me. Uh, one of them was Kim Rodriguez, which I think a lot we of people love. Know. Yeah. I love Kim. Kim. She's like, legend. shout out to Kim. Who's like, which I'm shout like, you should also get her on the podcast. Oh my She's God. a legend. Yeah. Um, Kim paced for like the first half of it with me. And then I had another pacer, Tim Downey, who I don't know. If yeah, you guys know. Yeah. I love Tim. Blue, yeah. Blue Factory. Oh, Tim, yeah. Tim's great. Way back in the day. Now you guys are like, how do you know these people? I don't even know how I meet these people. Um, mm-hmm. No, so Tim and Kim, Tim and Kim were my <laughs> like running pacers, and then um, my friend Monique was uh, my my bike pacer. So uh, I had made a promise to my TSP team that if at any point I got like a weird pain or something just didn't feel great, I would drop out 100, percent even if I knew I could finish. So 
without sounding like super egotistical like I could have definitely finished um I got to the Staten Island ferry terminal like so that's mile like 24 so I, I knew I was like I could totally just like walk jog this like last 10k yeah um but my knee was like feeling really funky and like literally I was supposed to be tapering for TSP oh, so I was like <laughs> Tim like what do you think I should do and he was just looking at me like I can't tell you what to do but like you should definitely like use your common sense (laughs) and so I DNF'd and I I just like took the train or something with Tim like back to OSR and I was like crying and like freaking out and Joe (laughs) Joe like you know because at this point it was like over the five hour cutoff um And everybody's just partying at the at the start slash end house, and I like got back and I was like bawling. And then Joe came Joe came to give me a hug and congratulate me, and I was like I didn't finish. And he was like, oh, he was like, so what? And then I was like, you know what, you're right. Like he's yeah. like, well, he's like, oh, that's okay. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. It's like I didn't finish because my knee feels weird and I have to do TSP next week. And he was like, well, fuck it. Like, but did yeah. you have a good time? Like, who cares? Like he's like, do you see everybody around you? Does everybody anybody give a shit if you finished or not? Um, and as long as you had a good time, then like that's all I could ask ask for. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good perspective on it. That was, like, one of the only races I've ever DNF'd. Um, and I think that was the right choice because TSP was just mental. Um, that was crazy. So I'm really glad that I didn't push it too hard. But OSR 30, I think, I've had a couple people DM me and ask me, like, have you done it? And, like, what do you think about it? And do you think I should do it even though I'm not fast? And I always tell people that um, of all the OSR races that I think are the most approachable, ironically, OSR 30 is probably one of the most approachable ones. Um, Even if the distance is intimidating, I think because it is such a longer distance than a typical OSR event, it affords you more flexibility in what type of strategy you want to employ and what type of race you want to have. So if you want to like go really hard until you gas out and then get whatever time you can, then that's one way to do it. Or if you want to just like hold a steady pace and just have a have a nice time and finish it, um, that is a different approach that you can also take. And you can't necessarily do that with like every OSR race. Mm, right. Um, like you wouldn't casually run like the OSR 10K. <laughs> I don't I don't think. I mean you can. Like I'm not saying like you can do anything, right? But the 30 is is very special and that you can truly like kind of make it a whole day as how like however you want it to be. Love that. Yeah, I think it's also because it's like most of the people that are taking OS taking on OSR 30 have run a marathon. Yeah. So the your your the mental barrier is that last four ish to maybe six ish, depending, depending on the, (laughs) depending on the course, depending on how well, you know, New York. Um, so it's like, to your point, you can strategize and get over that barrier of like, I know how to get to 26. Mm -hmm. The unknown is that last little bit. Yeah. And because it's, I think that distance, like 30 miles is such a good entry point to ultra distances. Mm -hmm. Um, having, if you've run a marathon before and you didn't, completely destroy yourself which hopefully you know like most people don't go that hard then I think 30 miles is very attainable like on paper you look at it you're like well that's only like like 20 more minutes 30 more minutes however much time right so um I would say for people who have never run an ultra either it's a really great distance to to shoot for and it's the perimeter of Manhattan how many opportunities do you get to like rip the perimeter of Manhattan with like a likely a bunch of your friends like you will mm-hmm. no doubt like see people like running the route too at the same time if you're going to different checkpoints I had lots of like flybys with the, the other friends during the time that I did it which was cool what are you gonna do this year you're gonna come out? <laughs> 
Uh, I'll come out and support for okay. sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm not running it this year. I my my only official race of my own is Chicago in October. I'll Sick. be doing that again. Cool. Um, that'll be marathon number ten. Yeah, Ooh, damn the big one. Oh, um, and I'm also I'm gonna put it out into the universe now, so I can't back out of it. Um, I'm <laughs> pacing my friend for her ultra in July, and she's nice. doing a hundred miler. I think oh, she's wow. doing. If I get this wrong, she'll kill me. But <laughs> I think she's doing the Vermont one hundred. Mm. Um, and she has like four pacers, so each of us will be pacing her around like twenty to twenty-five miles. Do you know which? Do you know which section you're you're gonna get? All she told me was that I would be doing the overnight segments with her Ooh. because she 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 ran TSP with me the second year I did it. She was one of my teammates, uh, and so we have experience running overnight with each other. Um, and she was like, "It'll be great. Like we're running overnight, and you'll have to just maintain like ultra pace, so like ten Ten tens, and I was like, "Cool, tens." And then I was like, "Wait, can you send me the elevation map of like what the the race is?" And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, "Okay, so I I will be doing like a lot of hill training like this winter spring <laughs> to prepare okay. for that because I have done like none." And uh, when I looked at the elevation map, it was just like spikes everywhere. Oh, wow. So yeah. Well, if you want to run hills, let me know. <laughs> I'm, I'm your guy. I'll, yeah, I'll work up the courage to join Tony on his bulldog oh, man. Yeah. hills one of these days. Tony, it's like right down the street from where I live, and yeah, I always it's in downtown Brooklyn. That hill is so treacherous. I am more scared running down that hill Same. than I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually okay. usually like turkey trot down it, yeah. like because I don't want to eat it. No. Like so. so much acceleration happening as soon as you like I'm just like, gonna go like head forward. Over. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the hill it's in on hick street yeah, yeah. hick street hill it's, it's right like, by the cares by the ice cream shop i mean yeah. is that brooklyn heights yeah. yeah yeah brooklyn heights right by the promenade right yeah by the, the promenade, promenade. Really I mean, want you training. you will definitely know when you have found it yeah <laughs> right you'll know the hill you're looking like you'll just look straight up and be like oh that that <laughs> must like, be oh, it this is the place oh, yeah man. well uh we typically give on the last uh minute or so time to promo whatever you want We've talked a lot about Chinatown Runners and the and the we- weekends events. Um, we'll give you the mic for thirty seconds. You can promo whatever. You can do ASMR if you want. Uh, <laughs> well, I do have the Topo Chico still, like the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> do the bottle. Uh, yeah, it's a nice sound. It's kind of fun. So, Vix, we'll give you the mic for thirty seconds. Um. Okay. Well, I feel like I've talked at length already about the weekends events, but I would love to sit, to encourage people in this year of the rabbit to be brave and go for any new you know business ventures or career pivots that they may be thinking about um, because it will be a particularly fortuitous year ahead and um, wishing all of you a happy and healthy new year oh thanks Vix you too (laughs) so nice I love that Victoria. Yeah, let's, let's run some hills, Victoria. Oh, okay. We'll run some yeah. hills. Thank you so much. And for dim sum at the end. And dim sum. Yeah, yeah as long oh, yeah. as there's food. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm super into this dim sum. Ex- exciting. Plan we got a for, room. Yeah, oh, we do. We, uh, we, we yeah, we, we reserved a room. So, okay. but I keep checking the RSVP list. So, oh, yeah, I feel RSVP like the RSVP, first. the RSVP list has like a flake rate of like 25. percent yeah. So, whatever, yeah. however many people sign up, I'm usually like about 25 percent will not show up. But it was pushing like seventy when oh, I, damn. before I came yeah. in here, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> like <laughs> how we're gonna fit everybody there. But I have backup restaurants if we have to split up. Yeah. Oh, I have backup restaurants okay. for everybody. Yeah. So. yeah. Thank you, Vix. Thank you guys it was so much. To chat. It was a pleasure.